0: hello and welcome to the let's talk podcast this is your host susie lewis speaking from toulouse and in this episode of let's talk we will be discussing data-driven ways of working and driving data through organizational culture today i am delighted to welcome matt evans a global business leader an expert in digital transformation and data strategy so matt welcome to the show
1: Thanks, Susie. It's great to be here.
0: Thanks. Matt, you have led several enterprise-wide strategic initiatives using data differently to drive growth, improve performance, and change the way organisations think about their data and their people. I know that we have also been sharing regularly on this topic since we first met a couple of years ago, so this question was already topical. But the recent pandemic has accelerated our awareness, I think, of technology exponentially and what it can enable but has it made us more savvy about data and what data can enable in organizations?
1: Well, that's a great question. Yeah, I think there, there's no no secret that I think a lot of us are, are using technologies in new ways. We've been forced to invent ways of working that rely on, on video conferencing that, that let us work remotely, and that really put a lot of information platforms at the center of our daily work in a, in a way that they might not have been before, especially yeah. in companies like Siemens or Airbus that that are largely industrial and have a a long history. I think, though, it's that understanding of what it means for us as as employees or as leaders uh, to use technologies like video conferencing. I'm I'm not sure that that understanding has really translated yet into into what it means and and what we can do in terms of a true digital transformation in an organization, particularly Mm -hmm. when it comes to data-driven decision-making.
0: And can you... um Extrapolate a little bit more on true data-driven decision making. What does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, I think fundamentally, I mean, data-driven decision making is—it's really all about. It's all about technology, timing, and trust. Mm-hmm. It's making sure that that people at all levels of the organization have access to the information that they need, and only the information that they need, so they don't get overwhelmed, so that they can make a good decision in whatever their role is. Making a choice locally, but having all the context and the insight that they need to decide something that is really in the best interest of the organization as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways, the importance of data is really clear to a lot of companies now. But what we see in in crisis management, and especially when we're dealing with a very fast-moving global crisis like the COVID-19 situation it really drives people to centralize decision-making a lot. So so the natural response, if you're looking for consistency and you're looking for speed, is to move a lot of choices upwards in the organization, mm-hmm. uh, to heads of function, heads of programs, uh, an executive committee or a board, rather than pushing them back down into the organization. So the need for data is clear, especially if you're a, a CEO sitting in a seat trying to understand <laughs> what's happening in a, mm-hmm. a far-flung network of factories. But the understanding of really how to use that data and how to, how to enable an organization to make great decisions in the steady state, mm-hmm. how to empower people to make good choices. I think that's a step that most companies haven't taken yet. And they probably won't take until they start to emerge from the crisis and think about what it means for their business over the long term.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, like you say, it, so the need is clear and it sounds clear and it sounds quite simple. But what, is the, what are the main challenges that you see uh, when organizations try to implement these data-driven ways of working?
1: Well, the first challenge, I mean, it, it really comes down to technology. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not the biggest challenge in most organizations, but it certainly is, is the foundation. It's the, it's the necessary step that you do have to take. Yeah. So making sure that information is accessible, that you have the means of, of putting together data from potentially dozens or even hundreds of, of legacy information systems, um, making sure that that can come together so that people can use it effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, at Airbus, we, we did that with our, our Skywise platform, and, and we found in most cases that the information that somebody in the business would need to make a choice about, about what to purchase or about how to complete a work order in the factory, that information could sometimes be spread over as many as 40 or 50 different databases. So for a lot of companies, especially large industrial firms, there's a big step to take uh, just to be able to have access to the data. Mm-hmm. So technology is is the first challenge, but it's far from the last. Once you've got that in place, you really need to start tackling the issues of of timing and the decision process, as well as issues of trust and governance and, and how you bring that information together.
0: Okay. Just to come back to, to governance before we go to trust and empowerment, what does it change uh, in governance?
1: Well, I think a lot of companies, interestingly enough, they really run into some fundamental issues when they talk mm-hmm. about data governance. Um, so at at, a, at its basic level, of course, um, governance of data is, is like a governance of anything else in the company. It's about who gets to make the choice about uh, striking the right balance between the risk of using data more widely or sharing it mm-hmm. and the business value that, that it might create, whether internal to the organization, it's saving money or, or increasing the speed Um, or the value that it could create for for suppliers or customers. So it's that age-old risk-value equation. Um, But Mm -hmm. the question of data governance is difficult because most organizations are not really set up to tackle in a clean way Mm -hmm. the choice about exactly what to do. So you think of it as as being data governance, and many companies do this. They they look at data governance as being a topic for a chief data officer or a chief Mm -hmm. digital officer, somebody that represents the technology side of the world Uh, or somebody who's in charge of of trying to drive digital innovation into the company. And from a process standpoint, that makes sense. Um, These tend to be people and organizations that have great insight into how data can be used to create value. But they oftentimes run into issues on the risk side. Mm -hmm. Because fundamentally, the data may be coming from functions such as a procurement function or an HR function, or it may be generated and owned by, by a business line program in the case of an aircraft manufacturer like Airbus, or, or a, a division or a business unit in the case of a, a company mm-hmm. like Siemens.
0: And,
1: and what, what sometimes happens is, is getting you, you have conflicts between the value the data can create, represented by the digital organization,
0: yeah. and
1: the hesitance to accept that risk, which may mm-hmm. come from the function or a line of business.
0: Okay, so what does that mean for risk mitigation and back to decision making?
1: What ends up happening in practice, unfortunately, is is it slows the organization down. It mm-hmm. really can be a, a blocking point, it's something that can that can truly stop progress in, in any digital transformation, um, even on, on what seem like simple topics. And from a from a cultural standpoint, what that really means and, and what it's an early warning sign is that the, the business units or the functions don't fully understand or may not fully embrace the goals of a digital transformation. Mm-hmm. So there's really no way around this this potential conflict unless you you either, for example, give a, a, a chief digital officer, for example, true ownership over data rights, which means they're almost making choices about risk that can affect uh, profit and loss centers or that can affect yeah. the, the functions that that are accountable for delivering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you really have to do have to have a deep cultural conversation about whether those lines of business or functions are really ready to accept and balance on their own, the value that the data can create and the risk that it entails, mm-hmm. um, which puts the chief digital officer or a digital organization more in, in the realm of, of an advisory role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that of course is, is, is where you start to get deep cultural change when, when the business itself recognizes that data can create value. But for some companies, it's, it's a difficult step to take, especially at the beginning.
0: But I think if we go back to the idea of legacy systems from a data perspective, there we're on legacy behavioral systems from a cultural perspective. How do you see that playing out in organizations today
1: well it, it often does create conflicts i mean data governance is is one way in which those conflicts manifest um, yep. but a lot of it comes down to, to, to a couple of questions you know that the first is that information of course has has meant power um, in a lot of companies historically uh, the understanding of of what you're doing tends to belong to the person doing it um, really? and, and there can be a Know either uh, if if not true secrets at least a sense that you don't want to reveal too much because mm-hmm. people may challenge what you're doing or or you may become a target for, uh, for cost cuts or more aggressive targets. So a lot of people are used to hoarding information and and that of course is is directly opposite to what you really want when you're making mm-hmm. good data driven decisions. I think the other piece so that that piece of trust in hoarding is one and and the other element is really the question of of what the organization is looking for. So are you really ready in undergoing a digital transformation to become an organization that's fundamentally open to and that really seeks learning?
0: Mm -hmm. Are you ready
1: to let your company, uh, your teams, yourself, evolve based on the data that you're collecting and based on the insights you're getting from your own operations, from your customers, from suppliers, Mm -hmm. from the market? Mm -hmm. If you're not, it's really difficult to undergo a transformation because fundamentally... You're not ready to listen to what the data may be telling. And if that's the case, then you can do whatever you want on the technology or the governance side. And it's not not going to be enough.
0: Because data insight can, of course, be a big lever to becoming a deliberately developmental organization in terms of, of culture. What do you think the effect of COVID is going to have on that? Do you think it will be an opportunity for organizations or do you think it will hinder them?
1: You know, I'm generally an optimistic person, so I'd, I'd <laughs> like to say that it's a that it's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the one thing that the the crisis has made clear uh, to a lot of companies is that things can and will change quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I think in a lot of organizations, we we tend to underestimate just how fast things can move. Uh, mm-hmm. We tend to believe that our customers will keep buying whatever they've always bought. We tend to believe that regulations will will create barriers or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, social partners or, or regulators or no matter, you know, any, any number of things will will slow down the pace of, of what's possible perhaps yeah. in, the, in the technology side or on, in other industries. But, and um, I think COVID has shown a lot of companies that that, that can quickly become false. Yeah. That those assumptions about how fast we can change can be upended in an instant and that we can all of a sudden need to deal with things at the pace of weeks when, when previously we might have been content to change a few things every year. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, makes, makes more apparent the need to have good information, um, the need to have that information not only available to the, to the CEO and to the, to the board and, and the executive committee, but really everywhere in the organization. If we're going to keep up with change, then we need to have the information ready when, when the choices are being made. And we need to make sure that those choices are consistent and, and well informed.
0: And how do you create the transparency needed around that data? Or was that a million dollar question?
1: <laughs> no, it's it's really yeah, It is. A, I think it's 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 the million dollar question. Yeah. I think that's um you know if you if you go back to what we said before, I mean the mm-hmm. the the legacy cultural elements that, that tend to push back against deep transformation, the the reluctance to share, the desire to sort of hoard information, the The almost unwillingness, in some cases, to really become a developmental organization or a learning organization. Those kinds of things, you can't turn them off overnight. And they they tend to work against the idea that you can easily understand the the full scope of data that you have access to inside your company or that you you may be able to get or or that you need to get uh, from outside. So all of those behaviors first make it difficult just to see. Mm-hmm. To see what information might be helpful to people as they as they make decisions and make choices at every level of the company. Mm-hmm. So, beginning in a in a particular area, it's so important not to try to tackle everything at once, but to really dive in and break through in a few key areas,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just to have those examples for the rest of the organization about what that what that culture change can mean, yeah. what technologies you need to build over over time. And and what it can, what benefits it can bring when you do start to open up around data, because it gets the conversation going inside the company.
0: Yeah, as is often the case with change, small is beautiful, and you build credibility and learning as you go. What would be your recommendations, therefore, for organizations looking to move to a more data-driven way of working?
1: Well, I think the the moment right now is, and in, in, in the with the COVID nineteen crisis, it's a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Most organizations have seen over the past couple of months what decisions they really need to take in a more consistent way across their company and, and of course, in a, in a faster-paced uh, yeah. way. So that gives you good insight into the sort of knowledge that you really need to have and knowledge that may be difficult to access um, in, in, during normal business time. So I would really look back at, at what you've lived over the past couple of months to give you some indications of where data can play a huge role.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, where did you, what were the issues that your business faced that that may have left you saying, boy, we would love to act right now, but I, I, I'm not sure that we know X Mm -hmm. or we could really do this much more efficiently. If only I knew something from a customer, something from our supply chain, that's a great insight into the, into those problems that should become your, your lighthouse projects or those first steps um, that can, that can really demonstrate clear value. And then it's about deep diving into those, those particular decisions of the right people in, in your organization that, that are making them today. Because the, the best way to understand data needs is to ask people. Mm-hmm. Ask somebody who's, who's doing the, the work day in and day out, what do they rely on to try to make a good decision? They might not have everything, but they at least will let you know what they're relying on today. And that allows you to, to build around, around something that works and to make it better,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: the clearest way of showing value and getting people on board.
0: Okay, so clearly looking for where the issues were, listening to customers, the business internally, externally, and looking at where you can start the lighthouse projects to create momentum.
1: That's right, and and again, this this I, I again the hopeful side of me says that it's <laughs> a good moment to do that because yep. uh, you've experienced it firsthand, you and your leadership team, are the people at every level of the organization, and you've probably been struck by by information that you that you don't have that you'd like to have or other things that you really, you really need to get but, um, but are, are missing today. And that's a, an excellent place to build and an excellent way to create that.
0: Okay. Matt, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Would you have one last piece of advice for anybody looking to understand how to use their data differently?
1: You know, I, I, would, I think maybe the, the, the thing that I would want to leave everybody with is the idea that what you're trying to do doesn't need to be a moonshot. You know, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't need to be and you're not trying with data you're not trying to predict the future mm-hmm. you're not trying to create a uniform model of the entire universe. Make sure your sites are set realistically i mean oftentimes what computing allows you to do when you have access to the data it 's to simulate a lot of things it's to test a lot of possibilities and, and that in and of itself will inform your decision making in a lot of ways mm-hmm. i mean at airbus we we've spent now almost five years doing digital transformation we've been part of that journey and it's really become now embedded in almost every aspect of our business but even we're we're not building massive predictive models we're Mm -hmm. we're focused mainly on decision support so can i simulate possibilities for example like we're doing today with all of the parts that go into our aircraft we're simulating the possibilities and we're and we're looking at potential risks just to try to narrow down the scope of things that our experts in supply chain management have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the same all over our, our of course, our marketing business, and engineering and production. Having access to the right data is about helping a smart person, the right person in their role, just to make a better decision. You don't need to automate what they do. You don't need to imagine it turning into a robotic process. And you don't need to try to have a crystal ball that tells you exactly what to do a year from. Focus on helping the people in your organization that are already making the decisions today. It's the best way to get them on board for the cultural change and it's the best way to make great progress quickly. Bring the data together, get it in the hands of the people that need it, and then make sure you listen to them and you act on their recommendations. It's cultural, it's it's more about trust and, and mm-hmm. empowerment, but, but that really is the secret to digital transformation.
0: Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much for sharing your insights with us. We hope you enjoyed the nice session. And if so, please head over to iTunes and give us your opinion and review. So it's bye from me for now. Thank you once again, Matt. And see you soon for the next episode of Let's Talk.
1: My pleasure, Susie.